Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome on in. It's another edition of JJ and Alex right here, 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. It is a Friday. You know my commitment on Fridays. You know how committed I am to the commitment that I've committed to, JJ. What did we talk about right before we showed up at this uh, at this beautiful Slorex? It's the Salt Lake Outdoor Expo right here at the Exposition Center in Sandy. What did you? What did you? What did I tell you? My commitment to today was: we have one rule on Fridays. Yeah. What on is JJ it? and Alex? And have fun. We gotta have fun. I don't listen at the expense of having it be interesting. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sacrifice whatever it takes just to have a good time. Informative. <laughs> don't expect. We're gonna much. go for full on fun today. All right. So Except that's, for fun. Okay. Listen, the Salt Lake Outdoor Expo. I, I'm telling you, this is. This is as cool as it gets. So we're sitting. We're sitting in. Actually, are we? Are we tenants right now of the Sound Warehouse booth right here? I think so. So Which I don't mind. We won't. Except I'm kind for of they, a geek for that stuff. No, I know. But when they turn the subwoofers on, uh, okay. But, but we have headsets on, so we're okay. Yeah. So we're yeah, we're I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine I think with that. This could be cool. You come down. Kids twelve and under are free, of course, all weekend long. And Alex, I'm looking at this thing. That. Okay. That is a, what is this? So there, there's a side by side in front of us. All right, and so you go. Okay, I've seen side by sides that are fully in fully enclosed, right? Yeah. I've seen four door side by side. I've seen nine year olds driving this around in my neighborhood, <laughs> but not at this level. This, this is, is souped up. I am telling you right now, that actually is bigger and nicer than a Jeep. It is. It is like the exact same size of a Jeep Wrangler that's been decked out, and I, I just. I don't know what you have to do. That's not a car, is it? I mean, they're making it look like because you could go intense off-roading in that thing. There, you can do anything in that. You could be anywhere. That is, and, and oh, and that's what we're. It gonna, might fly. Hey, that's what you'll find out at these expos, at these uh, outdoor expos, yeah. and things like that. One of my favorite shows we've ever done is like PrepperCon. So that's what you do is you, like if you're getting ready for the if you're getting ready for the apocalypse, that's the vehicle for Which you. Is that's coming soon. That's some Mad Max stuff right there. That dude. is Mad Max. That's exactly no what that reminds no me. No one's of. shooting those tires off. And this thing, I'm looking around. I was like, my goodness, these Amazing. things cost thirty, forty thousand. Oh yeah, I drive a two thousand seven mm. Honda Accord. You got to up your game, brother. It does have a V six. When the <laughs> when the outdoor expo. Is rolling out uh, off-road vehicles that are way more than your uh, actual commuter car. If you can afford one Come of these, on. salute. Good uh, for you. Have but fun. But it's not – listen, there's that. There's the dune buggies, the sand rail stuff. It's really fun. If you're into the outdoor uh, – one of the, some of the people we like to talk to at these are the recovery guys. The guys who come out and bail you out when, because you get stuck because oh, you yeah. suck. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> the one guy, that was his thing. He goes, hey, if you're stuck because you suck, help. we're going to get you unstuck because <laughs> we don't suck. That's so quite always a slogan. Like a, I always love it because it's a really, it's a really cool thing. <laughs> hey, Joey, are these kids eligible for free candy? I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> can you get you? <laughs> Absolutely. Get some free candy for the kids when you come down. All right. We're going to have some fun today. We've already started off pretty good. Uh, I've already gone some fl- I've already started doing some flat earth stuff with you earlier. We'll get into that in just a moment. All right. So I will. we've covered PrepperCon right. and Flat Earth. By the end of the day. This is going to get weird today. <laughs> by, the end of the day, by the end of the day, I'm going to get you. I'm going to reel you in, man. 
to the flat earth stuff. Okay. <laughs> at least one player at the – I learned uh, today there is no solar system. <laughs> no, it's not even – I've been lied to for flat Earth. Years. Flat earth, the next level is there are no planets, all right, <laughs> which is where one player at the combine – If look, I would say if your agent says, hey, listen, maybe let's stay away this week – from the no planets and uh, no solar system stuff. Well, and if you no have space. a broad jump of 12 feet, 2 <laughs> inches, you can say whatever you want at the combine. It's quite weird. It quite doesn't weird. matter. All right, let's kick the show off. We've got tons to do. We're going to have a ton of fun here at the Expo Center in Sandy. Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy is where we are for the Salt Lake Outdoor and Recreation Show right here. Slorex, slorex.com, S-L-O-R-E-X. If you want to get tickets, slorex.com. Let's kick off the show as we always do. Our program is brought to you by G2G Bars. All natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar, perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. Let's jump in right here. We've had some dis- – we've we got to get into this college football playoff discussion we didn't get to yesterday because we had a short show. So let's do it right now with the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with J.J. and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So we made fun of Clemson's head basketball coach this week who was boo-hooing about the fall of the ACC, and it's all because of those darn Big 12 teams that are manipulating the net system, right? And because BYU's in the Big 12 and Utah's going to be in it next year, and they're in a very healthy place, uh, basketball-wise in the conference, the the Big 12, obviously. They're in a very, very comfortable spot, being the by far the best conference in basketball. Um, they're doing what the big conferences and the big teams do in college football, which is it's not gaming the system. Because I think what's lost in the conversation of quote-unquote gaming the system, oh, you're not playing any tough teams. Your strength of schedule is garbage, which – uh, call me back in six months because we're going to be doing the same thing when we start talking about the SEC and their soft schedules uh, set up so that they can get to the college football playoff. The thing is, is that's the smart way to do it. If you want to get the most attention, what do you have to do, JJ? You go to the college football playoff. Exactly. If you have to get the most attention uh, in the college basketball world, what is it? You got to get the NCAA tournament. Yes. And to do that, got to win in the NCAA tournament. And and to do that, boost up my net rating. Put my net rating, my net ranking in my veins because that's, right. that's how we're going to survive. It was incredible how much BYU tricked the computers on Tuesday night at Lawrence. <laughs> that was an unbelievable <laughs> performance yeah. to, to, to fool the computer rankings. Listen, it's because and the pull co- off that win. Well, you know, it's not computers that run that, right? It's the reptilian people. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm going well, full. We got, going, no. we've, got, we've got preppers today. <laughs> We've got you know, no solar system. You know it's the reptile. And now we know that college basketball, <laughs> the entire NCAA tournament selection oh, yeah. committee are reptilians. Fake. It's the it's the reptile people. That's who that's who don't want you to to. That's who's running the college football playoffs. Now it makes sense. Okay, so the Big Ten and the SEC are apparently trying to ruin college football. All right. The, a possible 14-team playoff already being discussed before we've even gotten to a 12-team playoff. 16 teams is also part of that discussion because in the current contract, they're only going two years of a guarantee of these 12 teams in the college football playoff, right? So first-round buys for champions, and then three auto bids. So 14-team playoff after a 12-team two-year run that they're going to have. So the SEC and the Big Ten want first-round buys for their champions. Of course they do. Which, by the way, that's the way it's set up, right? The first-round buy for the champions of any of the – if Utah ends up being the, the, the Big 12 champion, which I think you know we all sort of 
now look at Utah, and it's almost their conference to lose at this point, the way we've been talking about it. They are going to be an automatic one through four seed, right? And the one through four seeds get a bye in that first round of the playoffs. Am I wrong? No. no I'm, I'm, like, trying to imagine. Did I get that wrong? No. But the it's SEC not just that. The and Big Ten want all the buys. They want all the buys, okay? So it's not Based just. Based on what? So, but, like, it's not even just that. And three auto bids per conference. So you're talking about first round buys, okay, and then three auto bids apiece. So you're at, they're asking for eight of the 14 teams in the college football playoff going up. Now, as my son will come up to me and say, Dad, can we get that $40,000 side-by-side at the Salt Lake Outdoor Expo? (laughs) I'll go, hell no, right? And then what is is his response? Uh, Doesn't hurt to to ask, (laughs) which is what I kind of treat this like. Now, if you are the most powerful conferences in the land, I don't know, from a competition standpoint, not having if you didn't if we didn't have BYU and Utah in a power conference fighting for the because what I'm saying is that they would have a spot taken from them potentially right but if I'm not one of those people if I'm if I'm not a fan of any of those if I'm just a college football give me the best matchups who's to say that the SEC and the Big Ten would not be the best matchups it's hard to argue against a, a conference that wants eight teams in out of the fourteen. Because typically eight teams out of the Big Ten and the ACC are better than everybody else. Is that wrong? And that's just the autos. They'll, they want, they'll want the at-larges, too. <laughs> give me the at-larges. They want the autos. Now, Alex, that's crazy. We're just, this is just becoming the Big Ten SEC invitation. This is, this is what they want. They want a national championship based on Big Ten versus SEC, and they don't want anybody else to play. Right. In in their in their sandbox, that's exactly what this is, and they believe because of the support they have from Fox and ESPN and the power they nail wield that they can make this happen. This is not what anybody wants, except the people that make money in the Big Ten and the SEC. This can't happen. This can't be allowed to happen because this is not what's good for college football. Right. And at some point, at some point, it's going to be okay. People are going to lose interest. It's like, oh, what is this? This is just, you, this is just minor league football, right? You're going to lose certain parts of this that matter so much to to to, to make it a, a an interesting competition. Because who wants to watch, essentially, the Big Ten versus the SEC, other than people that love the Big Ten and SEC teams? And perhaps if you love college football and you love watching Alabama versus Michigan, then you get what you want, I guess. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? That's who wants this. Mm -hmm. Roll damn tide. (laughs) They want it. (laughs) Michigan wants it. But does you, the college football fan, you, the college football consumer, want that? Or would you rather have everyone represented, equal access for everybody, if you're if you earn it to get a chance to go. Okay, the group of 5, the at largest, I think it needs to be that way. And I think you need to reward college football conference champions, but this only rewards two conferences. Okay, in the in the current setup of the 12 team playoff, you'd have first round buys for 1 through 4. In yes. the 14 team playoff, you're only getting two buys even though you're adding two teams. So here's how the numbers work. It would be the number 1 overall seed uh, in the 
and I think that they're just taking – so I think what we're looking at here, this is a projected 14-team playoff that Ross Dellinger did for Yahoo, okay? A projected top 14, all right? So the Big 12 would have their – the Big 12 number one – Am I missing it He's over here? He's got Arizona. He's got Arizona, okay? You're not going to like this, Utah fans, because – and listen, you got to at Ross Dellinger, not us, because he actually has the Big 12 number two team as Oklahoma State also. Right. So those are his two. Now, in this scenario, let's just – Kyle Whittingham already has that hanging up in, his lo- in the <laughs> listen, locker Listen, he printed it out, and he's yeah. like, honey, I have some great news. <laughs> and then, the, and then she's you, all, He sent mm. a thank you note to Ross right. Dellinger. And then, he, and, then he, and then he has to put on a pouty face for his players. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, oh, shoot. They're disrespecting us. But in this setup, the number one team out of the Big 12, he's got at uh, Arizona. Now, they have the Arizona team listed as a 10 seed. Correct. Being the number one team in the Big 12. Read off the one through nines. Let me go through one through nine. Number one out of the Big 10, Michigan. Okay. Number two out of the SEC, Texas. Okay. Number three out of the Big 10, Washington. (laughs) Jeez, it just sounds so weird to say that out loud as I've – as I'm saying that. Uh, number four out of the SEC, Alabama. Number five out of the ACC, Florida State. Number six out of the SEC, Georgia. Number seven out of the Big Ten, Ohio State. Number eight out of the Big Ten, uh, Oregon. And number nine out of the SEC, <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> Gosh dang it. You see a theme here? Yeah, I do. Uh, number 10 is, like I said, Arizona. Out of the uh, out of the Big Twelve, so right now out of those first twelve that I listed off, what do we have? Two are not the SEC, ACC Big champion 10. and the Big Twelve champion. That's okay, it. and and by the way, the SEC champion or the ACC champion is the number five seed. The Big Twelve champion is the number ten Arizona Wildcats. Okay, eleven out of the ACC is uh, Louisville. Number twelve out of the Big Ten is Penn State. Number thirteen out of the Big Twelve is Ohio State, and number fourteen out of the May she rest. Pac-12. <laughs> the new group of five <laughs> The new G5 champion, Oregon State. Okay. So what, how, many, nine, how many did you get? Nine teams out of the 14, out of the 14. are Big Ten SEC. Yeah. But, and, and but how tell many, me that that's one, not. Yeah. Only one team in the top ten was non-SEC Big Ten. Okay. Which was Florida State. Now, this is doing a lot of assuming, right? But I think that <laughs> the point is. That the sport that I love more than anything on this planet, which is college football, not just football, college football, I begged for a 12 and I begged for a 14 team, something more than just a two or 14 playoff or the dreaded old school, just like writing down, hey, uh, who did you vote for for your national champion? That was always a terrible, no more BCS. This is supposed to be a better system. The thing is, is that are these teams the best teams, though? Are these teams... But when you look at this, if you were to take away conference affiliation, uh, because a lot of these, Texas, Oregon, um, Washington, who else am I missing? Arizona, but in a different way. Uh, Some of these teams were not in there. They weren't in this conference. They weren't in the Big Ten of the SEC last year, right? And so if they end up being the best teams, which, again, Washington I don't even think is going to be – a top 25 team by the end of next year, but that's a whole other thing. They're almost rebuilding. But, and you look at this, though, and the Blue Bloods are pretty much there. And the best teams in the country, I mean, you're talking about the reason that they're there is because their ranking is that is about that level. 
I think that the Big 12 champion should be a top four seed, a top five seed. Okay. How? Why? What's? What is the meaning of not having winning it? a conference championship? You're supposed to be. It's considered not going to mean a champion. anything, right? But why wouldn't it? Look, did the Big Twelve? The Big Twelve took a hit because Oklahoma and Texas left, right? But sure. you arguably added uh, even better teams, at least over the past couple decades, right? When you talk about Utah, at the very least, uh, Arizona State and Arizona. It'll take two seconds. By the way, Arizona is going to be maybe better than Utah this year. Just as good or maybe better. Uh, but I think, one, it's a massive disrespect. Utah should probably be on this list. And if you put Utah at a number 13 seed to replace Oregon or uh, Oklahoma State, that feels weird, too, because it's freaking Utah, who, by the way, has been in should be way well ahead in terms of just, like, recent memory uh, over teams like Missouri and even Oregon uh, or even – Arizona, or or even Ohio State in terms of how they've competed over the past couple of seasons. Whether it's Arizona or Utah or Kansas State or Oklahoma State, the Big 12 champion being a 10 seed and having to go on the road, I'm assuming these first-round games are neutral are, are yeah, home sites. I, I hope they figure it so out. So you win your conference championship. You win the Big 12 championship. The, they play, and you get a 10 seed, and you got to go to the shoe and play right. Ohio State. You've got to play the number three Big Ten team on this list. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. So you're saying that That doesn't the, make any sense. Yeah, but listen, on paper, if you were to make a matchup and you were to just kind of close your eyes, who would be a better team on paper between Arizona and, you, and Ohio State? It depends. I don't know that. Come on. On paper? You know, you you know from a talent always, perspective? You know always. Yeah, well, well let's say – that Ohio State's the number three well, team. Well, if we're judging based on your five stars, then Texas A&M should be in here. <laughs> right? Well, By I'm that mostly, logic. I, I think that I think The results do, on the field, this. week one through 12, and the championship game need to matter. In this, it doesn't. Let me see here. If you're fourth place or fifth place in the SEC, you still have a shot at the playoff. Th- help me understand that, Alex. If you finish fourth in the SEC, you don't win a conference championship, you don't even go to your conference championship game, why should you be in the college football playoff? What have you done to earn inclusion other than just being in the right club? And then we're right back to the same problem we've always had. How do they have the we big We thought this was going to be solved by a 12-team playoff. And? And now the Big Ten and the SEC <laughs> want to co-opt the thing and make it their invitational, which just keeps the power and the money with those two conferences. At some point, we all know where this is going. Eventually, they're going to break off completely, and this is just the first step, is them saying, okay, we, we have the power. We have the money. We're just going to go start our own thing and just leave everybody else is behind. Ra- is Ross- you know, at this point, that's better than this. Don't yeah. do this. Yeah. Don't try to sell to everybody that this is a real playoff. Right. It's not well, a this is, ba- this is based off of if this were to happen from this last year's just final rankings, okay? Because I think we know Washington will not be the Big Ten number, the Big Ten number two. Ohio State might be the Big Ten number one or number two, maybe number one. Uh, Texas is not going to be the SEC number one. Can we can we shake on that? I don't that? know. I can don't we know. at least make that commitment? Now they do have they do have backup quarterback Arch Manning. So it's there you go. Georgia at six. That's interesting. I'm I'm not worried about. But that's the teams. all because of, that's all I'm because that's where they get sh- the teams. He but that's where they there. shook out in the college football. The playoff bracket right. you're showing me gives me an idea of how this could go down. Right. And how this is how the Big Ten and the SEC are cooking this up to benefit them. That's exactly what that is. 
And again, well, we got this is the I don't know whatever computer rankings they might use to determine. You know, I don't know how they're going to do that with the committee. The, the committee is going to be like they're going to they're going to look at this and they're going to look at the the strength of schedule. Well, they played each other over and over again. Okay, I mean they're not even going to play like half these teams aren't even going to have played each other during the regular season because the conferences are so big. So it's just it's cooked. It's all cooked. It's just an effort to keep the power with those two conferences. And if everybody doesn't do what they say, they're going to say, all right, we're just going to go form our own college football league, Mm -hmm. which is exactly where this is going. (sighs) Well, listen, if you're going off of last year, that Utah team wouldn't have made – the 12-team bracket. No, no, not last year. The uh, year before. year before and the year before that even, obviously. But this is going off of last year's kind of final rankings. That's why, Ohio, that's why Oregon State is still in it. That's why Oklahoma State would be in it. That's why Florida State is five, Alabama four, because that's where it was. One, two is Michigan, Texas. Three, Washington, four, Alabama. Yeah, this is based off of last right, year's so final. So if you were to do it like that, then here we are. I mean that's that's basically one thing about about you know who who is going to make it to the 14 team playoff. If it's going to be the best teams and it's just based off of ranking and champions, then great. But if you're going to give a Big 12 team the number 10 seed, right? That seems weird. Right. If you're going to give the Big 10, if you're going to give the Big 10 number three a seven seed, then that seems quite crazy here. All right, more to go around the corner. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. When TV and radio collide, love it. Wow. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. I think the, the key is just uh, for our offense to be executing at a high level. I thought today was a really good start. And then normally offense isn't clicking like they were today. And that's a huge compliment to the guys that are coming back. There's a lot of leadership coming back and productivity coming back. But also um, I think it's good um, leadership from our guys. It's, you know, we had a really good offseason. So I, I think it's showing the guys look really good. I'd like to have a starter as soon as we can. But, uh, you know, the competition is all depending on, on who steps out and who, who does the most to get to get the spot. It's not going to be handed to him, so uh, somebody has to earn it. Welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone, head coach of BYU football. Kalani Satake right there talking the more important talking points from BYU Spring, which, of course, is who the heck is your quarterback, coach? It's well, well, we got some stuff. <laughs> we got some things we got to figure out. Got some stuff. There's a competition. Uh, there you go. I am fascinated by this whole thing. Spring football underway as of yesterday. We got tons of sound to go through. Uh, it's hard to paint a picture when you can't actually see what's going on at practice. And the media observation uh, portions of practice are, are pretty tight as well. And they're short. So you don't get to see a lot. We're going to chat with uh, Matt Biamonte of uh, Cougar Sports Saturday coming up next hour. And Matt is, of course, uh, covering all of this for, for KSL Sports. And so... He and Mitch Harper do a phenomenal job going down there, getting all those interviews. Uh, but, yeah, it's just one of those things, J.J., where it's one of the more fascinating spring footballs for BYU because of how the season went, because of the changes that have been made in the offseason to some key coaching spots, including, of course, your offensive coordinator, I mean, your uh, your offensive line coach. 
How is A-Rod going to respond after a year of some of the worst BYU offense we've ever seen in that program? Uh, so many questions that have to be asked there. And Kalani, of course, brought up the uh, – or I'm sure he wasn't the one who was like, hey, can we talk about quarterbacks? <laughs> I'd love to chat they, more about They asked about the kickers and punters for like 20 minutes and right. finally at the end. <laughs> finally. Kalani's like, hey, you guys want to hear about the quarterback <laughs> position? I have a few thoughts. Uh, um, I, I'm with you. I think that uh, this is the story – uh, of spring football for BYU is how is the competition going? Who's standing out? We're going to be asking that question every time, and because they don't allow media to watch it, which is totally fine. That's The coaches make those decisions. But we're going to ask for updates. We're going to want to know because that's what you, the BYU fan, wants to know. And so they have to find a guy. And I talked about it uh, yesterday. I don't think they have to have a starter name by the end of spring football. But you gotta have a pretty good idea, who that you ha- you feel confident you've got a guy that's gonna help you, whether it's two guys that have stood out and you're gonna let them battle it out in fall camp, or if you have one guy that has an edge, and and you feel good about him going in because then you don't need to go out and get another one. But uh, when you have eight guys in, in camp and eight guys in the quarterback room, uh, that's a lot of guys and that's a lot of guys that that need reps and need looks. But even uh, Aaron Roderick, when he talked to Hans uh, last hour on Hans and Scott, he said. It, it's it's Gary Bohan and, and Jake Retzloff who are getting the most reps, who are getting the, the top looks. But uh, on Monday, you were you were you were gone. Mitch Harper and I talked about this. When was the last time BYU had this much uncertainty at the quarterback position going into a season? He took me all the way back to 2002. Yeah, Matt Berry, Brett Ingeman, and we all know how that went. After Brandon Doman was gone. They needed somebody to step into Gary Crowan's system, and it never really developed. So I remember playing against – so I played against Matt Berry in, in high school. Yeah. And they crushed us. And I remember thinking, that guy's good, and he's committed to BYU, and you're yeah. like, that's going to be – So, and, of course, I start going to BYU in 2002. And I'm like, let's get some Matt Berry going on. And it was not good. It was not a good situation, right. obviously. Those, those years between 2002 and 2005 were some of the worst. Yep, uh, and eventually John Beck rose from you know was the cream of the crop. Right, there, but it, you had took that. a long time. Why That's did that program say. struggle those years? Because see, they didn't have consistency. And part there. of it was because I, I think the only thing that I would disagree with you on is is that these competitions are happening all over the place. It's one thing to be uncertain about who your starting quarterback is, and to have a couple of like like dogs in there, man, guys right. who you know are good, right? Guys who you're like this dude. And the, the and it's we're you know that blessing quote unquote of like having two amazing quarterbacks who are going to be battling it out is not where BYU's at. Right. Uh, they have like you said more of a situation where it's just like these are these guys that we're not looking at the cream of the crop here. You're not looking at the best court by far. The worst quarterback situation in the entire Big Twelve is BYU, and that doesn't mean that Gary Bohannon. I mean Gary Bohannon played at a at a Big Twelve winning Baylor team. Won a, won a championship that year. But I think we all know uh, Gary, don't call me Jerry, is over here, like, obviously coming in knowing, one, I have to earn my spot. There's no giving, There's nothing given here. He's not showing up, and, and then it's a charity situation of thanks for coming to BYU. Here's your starting position. Here's what Gary Bohannon had to say first time being able to talk to him at spring, talking about that he knows that this is a competition. Oh, it's been good. Um, just finding ways to compete and help each other as much as we can. I mean, we all know what it is. It's competition. We're coming out, finding ways to get better and helping each other get better at the same time. What competition do you help each other in? 
That's like that's like me telling my wife. There's somebody interviewing me about playing Monopoly with my wife, which is like the worst thing that I could have ever done at the beginning of my marriage. <laughs> and, and like going, hey, oh, yeah, we're just out here trying to help each other out. No, we're not. Yeah. It's a competition. You can't say we're helping each other out and it's a competition. Only one can win. You're trying to be like nice to each other and be, quote, unquote, supportive of one another, but you want to be better than that other guy. So it's a weird spot to be in because you got to be a good teammate and you got to be a good uh, – but you also need to put yourself out there as the best be, competitor. You, you want to be as – Kyle Whittingham would call Cam Rising. You need an alpha dog. So oh, yeah. who's going to be the alpha dog? And that doesn't mean <laughs> be nice nope. in a sense. That doesn't mean you can't, you have to be disrespectful. It's just you have to go out there, act like, and be the man. You've got to set yourself apart. How do you do that? It's not just with your play on the field. It's how are you in the weight room? How are you in team meetings? How are you in, in team settings? How are you developing your leadership and all those things? It's an all-encompassing thing. It's not just what you do on the field. Who's going to step up in those areas? And you're right. I don't disagree with you. I don't think BYU's got, no matter who wins this competition, one of the top quarterbacks in the Big 12, not even close. They're going to have to find ways to win where other positions are their strength. They just need some consistency from the quarterback position and somebody to take care of the football which Jake Retzloff did not do those last couple of Listen, games that he started. If he would have won, if he would have beaten Oklahoma that game, do you think we maybe just don't even have this conversation? Probably, it's like, oh. Gary Bohannon probably isn't at BYU. And he prob- or if he is here. I believe that. The idea is, oh, he's coming in as the backup just in case Retzloff is not the guy after a couple of games, which is not how you get guys do in. Do you think Gary Bohannon would have came here? <laughs> no, no. Exactly. None under that. None exactly. under those pretenses. Because Gary knows – He's got a chance to win this job because that, that didn't happen last year. Nobody about, set themselves apart. Think about where he's at, though, in his career. This is it. For Keaton Slovis, that was it, right? Now, you could say what you want about how Keaton Slovis struggled and uh, he wasn't the guy at the end, but he also earned himself a spot into, like, do you, do you think that if he was there at Pitt one more year that he does that he gets invited to the combine? No. Maybe, but probably no. not. He ends up getting the invite. Gary Bohannon has something that he's got to prove, and that's exactly what he talked about as well. Oh, I, got, I feel like I have a lot of fire left. I mean, I had the game taken away from me for a year, so I got a lot to try to get back into it just to prove it to myself. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you were wondering what his goal is, it's not to go in there and be a great teammate. It's to go in there and be the starting quarterback, and he also mentioned that. Oh, very badly. I mean, we trained for this our entire lives. As a kid growing up, you want to you want to be a college quarterback. You want to make it to the NFL, the NFL quarterback. It's just about the small goals and the small things to get you there. Everybody, we want to. I want to be in this position, and we got to be good and be comfortable with taking everything that comes with it, the good and the bad. Is there a version of what basketball is doing this year uh, for BYU to be able to crack some weird code? and make something happen in football. Now, the good news is is the Big 12 has been a totally unpredictable uh, league the last few seasons. And it's been every year it's been totally different teams playing in the in the uh, Big 12 championship game. I think in the last three years it's been six different teams, right? And the one we talked about before the last one. Yep. So it, it, is an, it, it is an up in the air thing. And anything can change in a moment. And that's what coaches are banking on, that – they get shorted, right? Somebody talks about them that they're not good enough. They don't have the talent. Uh, they weren't good last year, so obviously they're not going to be good this year. They bank on that. They love that because then they go, fine, 
We know where we need to go. We know not everybody else is in the locker room. Not everybody else knows what they're going through. So is there a version of that that happens for BYU in football versus basketball? So how does BYU crack the code and do what the basketball team this year and defy all odds and surprise everybody? Yeah, just be a top 25 team most of the year next year in football. No problem. Uh, I don't think it's going to come for the quarterback position per se, but what was the recipe for Oklahoma State last year? Good running game. Great running game. Best running back in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can that BYU offensive line step up this year and and be more together with a new offensive line coach and allow BYU to run the football more effectively? And can that defense step up and keep BYU attached in games, which they weren't able to do last year in the Big 12? Too many blowouts last year, right? Oh, yeah. Teams just absolutely steamrolled them, and that's got to change. So, yes, there is a path. There is a code, Alex, even without – elite quarterback play but it's going to be hard and you're going to have to ask your run game and your defense to lead the way west virginia did it last year too that's a team that didn't that did not have a aerial attack right that was a team that had got solid quarterback play they ran the football effectively and their defense kept them in games uh speaking of other quarterbacks let's get quickly through some of the comments that jake retzlaff had to say he talked about uh Focusing on football, he knows that he basically lost his starting job until further notice, and here's what he said about it. To be honest with you, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm just worried about going out there and balling. Like I said, I've been waiting this for this for a long time, so worrying about stuff like that that's going to take care of itself at the end of the day is, is, is not what I'm doing. It's not what I'm focused on. So, just like I said, I'm focused on there getting reps and getting out there with the guys. It's just it's fun to play football. Not worried about that. Except, except the right for, attitude. That's, that, that you have to take that approach. It's not that I'm and not I'm worried sure about it, except for this thing like, I'm most oh, worried stop about. Stop it. Just shut up. No. <laughs> Trust me, as an athlete in that situation, with all the pressure in the world on you, you, you're not in control. You're not in control of what Aaron Roderick decides to do. You're not in control of what Kalani Satake thinks about right. you. Right. You're only in control of what you do on a daily basis in your preparation and your performance. And he, he's absolutely right that he has to be locked in on that because that's the only way he's going to be able to do this. Because you if you start thinking about all the pressure and all the mistakes you made last year and perhaps a missed opportunity at the end of last year and they're bringing in a senior quarterback who's won a Big 12 championship and there's a lot of people that don't think I can do that, you can't have that on your mind. You've just got to go out and focus on being the best football player you can be. And he's right. You have to have a loose, uh, just carefree approach to what you're doing. That doesn't mean you're, doesn't mean you're – you're not uh, paying attention to detail. It means you're playing free. You're playing loose. You're allowing yourself to be your best self without getting all caught up in the anxiety of what comes along with being a BYU quarterback. Uh, real quickly, here's what he said about the actual quarterback competition itself. You know, that's the world we live in, right? If you're not competing, then what are you doing? I mean, iron sharpens iron, so that's the way, you know, that's the way I look at it. It's like, well, those guys are going to push me to be better every day. So that's just the mindset I got going into it. And like I said, uh, not worrying about the outside things is what you got to do in a competition. got to be confident in yourself and just go out there and ball, do your thing. Don't you love, uh, don't you love all of the, uh, the cliche stuff that gets oh, yeah. mentioned during all those things? Well, he's listening to his coaches in meetings. You know, iron sharpens iron, <laughs> yeah. as they always say. Uh, we're going to take a break. So we'll come back. We've got more to go around the corner. We are here at the uh, Slorex Show in Salt Lake. Stay with us, 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Download the KSL Sports app to get live streaming of your favorite shows. Downloading. Download the latest podcasts and get all the latest breaking and churning. As JJ and Alex ask, would you rather? All right, welcome back. 
JJ and Alex, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Nominate your youth sports volunteer that you want to make the Hercules Hero of the Week. You've heard us talking about these on Thursday. We read off a winner every week. The way you do it is, and what we're looking for is, anybody who has made an impact in youth sports across the state of Utah, we want to hear about those people. The unsung hero of youth sports in your neighborhood or somebody who just does that extra mile who really, really pitches in to make sure that youth sports is on the right track. Uh, you can, of course, think of somebody probably off the top of your head, JJ, but uh, we want people to actually go in and make those nominations so that we can honor them on our program every Thursday. Go to kslsports.com slash contest, and then we will uh, take those nominations. We'll read them. We'll pick a winner every week, and they'll win a $50 gift card courtesy of Hercules Credit Union, part of our Hercules Hero of the Week, kslsports.com slash contests. Uh, okay. Let's do a little bit of a would-you-rather situation. Would you rather have someone just be a clear-cut pick for quarterback by the end of spring, or do you want this thing to get drawn out all the way up until – August 22nd or something like that if, if you're a BYU If I'm fan. BYU, I don't even want to know who the starting quarterback is until the first snap of the first game. Ooh. Because I need the quarterbacks to be on edge that much to drive and push them. Oh, I like to be it. better and to be ready to go. Hey, would you say iron sharpens iron maybe? I think iron needs to sharpen iron there we all go. throughout the summer and even into the fall. Look, no, there can't be any complacency here. And you know what? I don't know that that was the case with Keaton Slovis. But I think it would have been helpful had there been another person pushing Keaton Slovis all throughout the summer. We had heard about Jake Retzlaff, but that wasn't supposed to be his year last year, right? Right, right. Uh, and, you know, that's the part where I feel a little bit bad because I think that he was thrust into a situation where it was like, well, look, he's not good enough for us to burn the red shirt on, but we want him to get that experience. So you were asking a guy to be even more uh, – you were asking him to be more prepared than, than he was supposed to be. Like, timing-wise, if Keaton Slovis was the guy, you didn't want to see Jake Retzlaff. Or maybe you did when they were blowing guys out in certain games, and that, of course, wasn't going to be the case. You Instead, didn't want to see anybody but right. Keaton Slovis last year because you brought him in believing he was the guy that was going to lead you to a lot of wins. So yeah. instead, all the BYU na- uh, you know, Cougar Nation asked of, uh, of Jake Retzlaff was to beat West Virginia, beat Oklahoma, Beat Oklahoma State. Who am I missing in there? Iowa State. And beat Iowa State. Which all games. Come close to happening. All games. Yeah. The only, of course, the only, uh, the closest two were the two, one, the two games you didn't think were going to be the closest, right. which is Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But I, I think that people forget that that there was like he wasn't he wasn't ready for that yet. No. They weren't anticipating for him to be that guy yet. But you know, as a backup quarterback, by the way, they just didn't have backup quarterbacks, and I don't even know. Like, honestly, how has their depth changed? What? It has not. Right. And that's the part that makes you nervous if you're a BYU fan. Now, would you rather win a Big 12 title and be the 10th seed <laughs> of next year's college football playoff or win one game at the NCAA tournament? Oh, boy. I think it depends on the school we're talking about. Which school? The University of Florida. No, I'm talking about either Which BYU school? or it okay. Depends. Okay, it does depend. Yep, yeah, even at a so. well. Okay, okay. Let's go BYU. Let's go BYU since we we're just talking about it. I think BYU fan right now that's all hyped up and excited about their their basketball team. 
wants to go make a run in this NCAA tournament. So okay. I think BYU fan right now is all in on March Madness. Right. I think Utah fan, who's been knocking on the door of the playoff over the last three or four or five years, is ready to break through that door and go to the playoff. I don't think a lot of Utah fans would be like, man, I really want to see this running Utes team win a win an NCAA tournament game this year. Yeah. They want to see Utah go to the college football playoff in the first year of the yeah. 12-team playoff. Now, normally these are kind of a, a hypothetical situation. Uh-huh. But you're dead wrong on this one. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm wrong about a hypothetical. <laughs> it's always football. I'm I wrong about a hypothetical. It's always football. It was a trick question, JJ. Even for There's BYU There's only fan. one answer. Oh, for BYU fans. Well, look, I know right now if, if I know right now it's fun. What a lot. What a, a ton of fun. Ask yourself if they lose to TCU tomorrow by 14 at home. If that, well, I guess I'm not going to say that. Maybe there's a little recency bias with what. Of I Of course said. there is because that Kansas win was, that was an incredible experience. I think any BYU fan, worth their weight in Cougar Tail Maple Glaze, <laughs> would tell you that they would trade anything that's going on with this basketball team for their team to be competitive at the top of the Big 12 next year. Absolutely. Now. Again, there might be some basketball heads out there, and I, I apologize, Tim Lacombe, if I'm not giving enough love to, uh, to, to college basketball. But I'm just telling you, uh, that's what I want. I got to have it. I got to have Maybe college I was, there was a little bit too much reality in my hypothetical. Right. All right, we're going to take a break.